Welcome to Beer Me. I am your host, Sarah Jane. Every week, I will have a guest on the show to discuss different parts of the beer world. From brewers, importers, educators, this will allow us to examine the dynamic world of beer through different lenses. Whether you're new to beer or a seasoned professional, we will have something for you. Welcome back to the show. I am uh, very, very excited for our guest today. Um, A little bit of explanation on the show. Um, Previously, we have talked extensively about how important and impactful the guest experience is within the tap room or the brewery. Um, And I encourage you all to go back and take a look at some of those uh, episodes. And today is no different. Uh, we are going to talk with somebody who uh, has extensive hotel experience and has translated that into a really, really thoughtful uh, and curated guest experience within his brewery. Uh, so welcome to the show, Frank Coons. He is the um, owner and founder of Settle Down Easy Brewing in Falls Church, Virginia. Frank, Thank you for coming on the show. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me on. Of course. So um, before we dive into how amazing your brewery is and all the thoughtful things that you have done to make it so amazing, can you give the listeners a little bit of background in your experience and you know, kind of how it's unique to the, to the average brewery owner? Sure. So um, I went to school at Indiana University of Pennsylvania, IUP. Uh, studying hospitality, tourism, and event management. Uh, Upon graduation, uh, received a corporate training position for the Grand Hyatt in Washington, D.C., and um, Hyatt really exposed my career to food and beverage. Um, Also, branding, storytelling, uh, transitioned into sales. From there, I moved out to Scottsdale with Hyatt, then was recruited by Starwood uh, Hotels and Resorts as they were growing. I um, was blessed to be the number two hire at the the Grand Sheraton in Phoenix, a thousand room convention hotel with 80,000 square feet and truly building a destination restaurant at the time called District, uh, all about locally sourced products. So these these pieces of my career just kept feeding into the overall experience at Settle Down Easy, but then was moved back to Washington, D.C. at the Sheraton Tyson's Corner, where we helped open a concept restaurant at, at the Sheraton, which is a beer and wine concept that was great, then moved to the Weston D.C. City Center, opened a restaurant concept called Fringe Tree, um, and then recruited to Marriott, where I was still in sales, and then took an above-property position overseeing the Mid-Atlantic, all the way till um, when I was furloughed after the pand- during the pandemic. And after my job was eliminated, decided to push all my attention to running Settle Down Easy Brewing. But that's where my background came in, and I think my time at Starwood and Marriott uh, really helped with about the customer experience and how to how to really transcend the experience of a tasting room. And I know during our conversation, we'll dive into a, a lot of those stories behind that. I just want people to get an understanding for everything that goes in to the work that you did as far as like selling a property and sure. kind of the experience that you would have to create for somebody who would be experiencing your space a very limited time and instantly need to buy into it. Um, I know this is going to feel like a star interview question, but can you give me an example (laughs) of of maybe something you did for a guest that really, you know, translated the experience of a property? Sure. So from my time in sales, there's something called selling versus showing. And it's, I can even relate it to a car. 
And it's about the experience when you go in to buy a car and the salesperson is explaining about the CD player and or the tape player or what this feature and they won't stop. And all along, I'm using Bluetooth wireless and I stream. So I don't need to have a cassette player or a, uh, a connection, but the person keeps talking about it. No different if we transcend that to the hospitality experience at a hotel. You're going on a site visit with a customer who's looking at buying all of your, your, your hotel rooms. They're looking at doing a banquet contract in your meeting space and they're catering breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And the salesperson is only talking about the amazing food and beverage outlets they have. And it's like, this is the, it's, it's award-winning lunch restaurant. Everyone comes in the local business community to come here and have lunch. Why is that important to the customer or the client when they're buying out the entire ballroom to facilitate and feed all of their attendees? If you're not listening to the need behind the need of a customer, you're going to immediately lose that customer. So I think we took that approach in building our tasting room with putting the customer first Often the customer, there's the, there's the legacy of the customer's always right. I found that to be wrong, but the customer is always first. Uh, I learned this in my time in Arizona um, where, you know, there's a pizza restaurant and it was on Oprah's favorite things to do. Oh and my gosh, everyone, I recently went there. Oh, you did? I'm sorry. No, it's amazing. Right? Yeah, I forget the name, but it's amazing. But Pizza Chibo was a better experience, but no one knew about it because it was a little hipster indie restaurant, but it had the be- better pizza. And, but everyone came to go to that Oprah's recommended and it was an hour wait. So I just took those pieces of it and said, you know, how can we learn from all these experiences and put that into the tasting room? Awesome. So you opened a brewery. Well, we opened the brewery. So I had been home brewing for about 20 years and the story behind the, the concept of settle down easy is from a lyric from the grateful dead song called ramble on rose. And in that lyric, In that song, there's a lyric that says, ramble on baby, settle down easy. I had a younger brother named Brian who was a bartender at the Veterans of Foreign War in Brockway, Pennsylvania, and that was his last call song every night. In 2015, we lost my brother Brian, and in 2016, a dear friend of ours wrote this beautiful poem about Brian that started with the the three words, settle down easy. And I asked my friend, where did that come from? And he just shared the story I shared with USJ. And I I was like so moved by that, And, and Brian's love for beer, music. I called an attorney and I asked if I could trademark it. He said, you couldn't trademark it because you have to be actively opening a brewery. But he said, if I was you, I would get your website domains. I would get, um, you know, go to GoDaddy, buy SDE Brewing, settle down easy, do Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, like take those handles and hold them. So when you're ready, well, then fast forward to 2017, two friends of mine in, in Vienna and Oakton, Virginia approached me about opening a brewery. They had been drinking the beer I was homebrewing. And they were like, you make great beer, let's do this. And I shared the story about Settle Down Easy and they fell in love with it. And they helped me run with this, this, um, this idea. We opened in 2018. I was still employed with Marriott and I told the guys, hey, listen, I am uh, an area sales leader um, and I can't dedicate my time to do this. So I said, I'll be here to consult and I'll help you. But my attention was still with Marriott. And I would come over on evenings or on Saturdays or Sundays to help out and just, you know, tell the story of my brother uh, leading up to the pandemic, which in 2020, April 2nd, uh, I was furloughed. And, you know, it was that moment where I said, uh, I have nothing else to do. So I'm going to come here and help uh, our brewer just brew beer. And we couldn't, we, we could only sell beer to go in cans. So that's when my wife and I just said, what we'll do is I called my business partners. They had to furlough their entire team. And I said, I'm not working, so I'll just stay behind the register and just sell the beer for you guys. And that's where it all started. 
as you've been able to commit uh, all of your time, um, the majority of your time, uh, to the brewery itself, what are some things that you are doing that are inspired by your experience in hotels to make that to make that guest experience? Now we're coming full circle. Now we're here. Yeah, <laughs> you're back at it. Well, I think one of the things uh, from this incredible general manager. I had when I was in Phoenix, her name is Paige Lund, and I believe she's the regional for Marriott in Arizona, uh, one of the most pivotal persons in my career. And she always had a phrase, be part of the solution um, every day. And if you look at that, you're surrounded by such negativity uh, in the news and the media. It even goes back to, we can dive into this deeper, deeper, but like the five human truths while working with Marriott and, or at Starwood, I'll explain those later. But she, she was like, don't be negative. Don't be pessimistic. Find the positive in everything. So I think during my time at the brewery, it's easy to get to get bogged down in the, this broke, this deal fell through, this customer who had a birthday party has to cancel. It's easy to get frustrated and bogged down. But I found that if you find the positive in everything, you look for the good. And it takes time. You have to dig for good sometimes. Uh, but it's out there. And if we look for it, um, it's, it can become infectious. And Paige also taught, you know, your attitude is a choice, your personal attitude. So if you have a bad day, you're having an argument with your loved one at home, you don't need to bring that to, to the brewery. Uh, you didn't need to bring that to the hotel because it brings those around you down. So you kind of leave those sad feelings outside and you come in and you're on stage inside the tap room and you make all those around you feel good. And you, and again, you go back and you look for the good. Yeah. I, you know, after many years in restaurants, there is that, you know, kind of backstage front stage mentality, right? Um, you have, you can have so many things falling apart in your life, but as soon as those doors open, as soon as that first guest is sat, you have the duty and the luxury of putting on that game face. And I can tell you from experience that, you know, sometimes it is gut-wrenching to have to bury everything that's going on, but then sometimes it's also freeing to say, okay, for the next six to eight hours, this is all my brain is doing and this is all my face is doing and the show goes on. So let's loop back. You said you wanted to talk about the five human truths. I'm loving uh, this. Yeah. You know what? I was at Hyatt. I loved Hyatt. Um, and I, I think it really built the foundation of my hospitality career. And then un, unbeknownst to me, I leave Hyatt and join Starwood to build this, to help launch this brand, the revamping of Sheraton, a $3 billion investment of who Sheraton was and what they're doing. And at the time, the president and CEO from Starwood always spoke about these five human truths. And I also have the luxury of teaching intro to craft beverage at George Mason University, which I teach this to my students. And the five human truths, and if you go back to Maslow's hierarchy of human needs, it, it, it really derives from there. But it's a sense of belonging, to be understood, to feel special, to reach your potential. But it's those things. Everyone craves for a sense of belonging. It can go from a sports team to a family to a fraternity to a brewery. Like everyone wants to have that, that cheers feeling when they walk in the door and everyone knows your name. Uh, to feel special, knowing customers' birthdays. There's one customer we have, he drives, he rides a motorcycle. He loves our hoplophonic. And there is nothing that puts a bigger smile on his face when the cup of the glass of beer is sitting at the bar at his seat when he walks in the door, um, you know, to be Wait, understood. So how do you, oh, how do you do that? 
how do you get to that point? Because there's you you have to. I know that you're like, oh, we just do this because we're so talented and we're just so ahead. But but seriously, I don't think people realize like how much thought. And I mean, do you keep do you keep notes? Do you just communicate with each other? Does he just, you know, like how? What is the process behind that? So th- there's something else I learned at Starwood, and it's about building brands and it's about building a cult like following. Let me ask you this: How is it that a person has the desire to put the Nike swoosh tattooed on their arm. How is it somebody tattoos the Pittsburgh Steeler logo on their calf or their arm? They have what is called a cult-like following to that brand. And how is that achieved? And it is what I, I mean, have I feel the same way about Taco Bell, so, you know. Okay, I love it. I, I, I haven't <laughs> had Taco Bell forever, but that's really sounding good right now. You know what you know, it sounds good? A chalupa. I haven't had a chalupa forever. It's okay um, to get off topic on the show. We encourage it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what, what I found was it's a sincere and general interest in getting to know somebody and talking with them. And as you, as you talk with them, you're listening for clues. You're watching what they're wearing, what they're carrying, the, the vocabulary they're using, the vehicles they arrive to our brewery in. And within that, I know Brian rides a Harley Davidson to our brewery. He's an executive for a company. He's a diehard Pittsburgh Steeler fan, and he loves our hoplophonic. And something cool about Brian, our hoplophonic is served in this glass that like bevels up. And Brian said, and, and Brian's like a, a bigger guy, and he, he jokes to, to us. He's like, I hate that little glass because it hits my nose, and I like the aroma of hoplophonic. And I think it was him who suggested, hey, put, do you mind putting it in, in your lager glass? And I'm like, sure, the customer's always first. It's not right because it's the glass that's designed for an IPA, but the customer's always first. It's also that sense of understanding. So I go to Brian, I'm like, sure, here's the lager glass. And he's like, I just love this. I just love it. I, I think it smells better to me. I love the presentation. It's still a 16-ounce pint of beer. But now Brian, he he has a cult-like following and a passion, one, for Settle Down Easy, but two, the brand Hoplophonic. And he he is one of our many brand ambassadors. So everywhere he goes, he just shares the story of like, there's an amazing brewery. And you go back to Starbucks. How do you build a brand? One customer at a time. <laughs> cheers to, as you, as you drink your Starbucks. Well, cheers to Brian. And that is a fantastic beer. So, so what else in the brewery? What, what are certain things? Cause when, when I, when I've been, you check so many boxes for me as far as like, you have a really great mix of people. There's kids, there's adults, there's, you've got food options, but you know, it's not your entire identity. You had the lighting really right. I'm a big stickler for lighting. Like the lighting was really good. The music was great. It wasn't too loud. Like you've made all these specific decisions. What are some that like you're really particularly uh, proud of or happy about? I'm just so honored you picked up on all those because we've worked behind the scenes so hard on bringing that that experience to the lighting and to the sound. And I think I'll credit that to my time in hospitality. You know, working in the hotel side, when you're when you're when you're courting a customer for an event at your hotel, and you, and they have many options to choose from, um, and you sign your deal, there there are up features that you work with audiovisual, and you don't realize how impactful that is. If you look at, at, a, at a ballroom in a hotel, it's carpet, it's a ceiling, and it's four walls. But what brings it to life is the sound, is the scent, uh, and is it is your lighting. Um, and if you can blend those to be all right, um, it can really 
have somebody they, they can't put their finger on it, you know, kind of you're able to articulate that. But for a person who's outside of the industry from brewing and beverage, but hospitality, there's just this general feeling of like, I like the vibe, you know, the vibe feels good there. One, our staff, you know, our staff has high energy. Uh, we, we focus on eye contact. It's the five and 10 rule, 10 feet away, make eye contact, five feet away, say hello. Welcome to the brewery. Is it your first, you, you tell right away when people are looking around, it's their first time. Uh, other people come in and they know what they're doing. I'm going to stop you right there. That question is so crucial. Like even from like a, from a host perspective, you can find out so much information about somebody from, is this your first time? Yeah, it's my first time. Oh, are you from the area? Yeah, I live like right down the street or, oh no, we're visiting. We wanted to hit a couple, like there's so much you can do with that one question. It's beautiful. Sorry, but keep going. You know, I you love do. it that you, you noticed that, but that that's training at the front desk. That, that's front desk training 101. When you're working behind a front desk and you have 700 in, 700 out, you still need to take the time. Excuse me, where's the restroom? Right that way. May I help the next guest? It's taking the time to say, let me let me show you. And walking them to halfway and say it's right behind the pillar. You'll see it once you get there. It's it's going to Home Depot and having that same experience where, hey, can you help me find the nuts and bolts? Uh, that, that's like aisle seven. But when the person like guides you, walks you down aisle seven and said, I, right in this vicinity is where the nuts and bolts are. It's like, thank you so much. You just saved me about eight minutes of my day. Like, I really appreciate that. So we teach our staff to, to look at that and, and notice the cues of when that customer is just like looking around and gazing at all the stainless, uh, which our brewery is an open concept, you can tell. And then that helps them guide them on the experience at Settle Down Easy. Hey, is it your first time? One of the things I love to do is how did you hear about us? And that opens a door. But, but it also circles back around. You can gleam. Uh, my buddies at another bar recommended us. Which bar? Uh, Open Road. Oh, they have our Kolsch on tap. I know. That's how I found about your brewery. I was drinking the Kolsch. I looked on the menu. It says Settle on Easy Falls Church. Like, I didn't even know this existed. So, you, you, you know, you just pick up. Then it's like, oh, we're celebrating um, my – we were down the street. Someone's – we're getting engaged they recommended us to come here and have a happy hour drink. Oh, you guys are getting engaged. Where are you doing your wedding? Where are you doing your engagement party? We have an opportunity to host your engagement party. So it's all those little things that can open the doors to so many other wonderful things. You know, it's funny. You had, uh, I had this memory when you were talking about lighting. I worked for a catering sales manager um, when I was fresh out of culinary school. I worked in catering sales for Marriott, actually. And I worked for this catering sales manager, and what he would do is he would preset the lights in the ballroom so that, like, instead of walking a guest just into a dark ballroom and then, like, haphazardly hitting a panel and then having all the lights come up super bright and kind of like a shock to the system, and then it's, of course, like, the worst lighting possible so the ballroom looks like shit, he preset it so that, like, it had kind of this, like, not super sexy, but like kind of sexy feel to it. So that as soon as he opened the doors and was like, this is the ballroom. Like they were like, oh, this is nice. And like they had no idea why they thought it was nice. You know, it was all kind of, and it was all in lights. It's all he did. That's it. Like he didn't have anything else to work with as far as like, he couldn't like preset anything. Like usually there wasn't the staff in the mornings. It was a sleepier property, but like that's that's the tool he had, and he definitely used it to his advantage. No, the, for sure. we would focus on those things for site visits at hotels all the time. There, there is nothing more obnoxious than you're you, you have a customer. They're looking at 200 sleeping rooms for three nights with about 75,000 in food and beverage. So you're looking at a contract of over $200,000, and you're guiding this $200,000, right? $200,000, and you're guiding them 
through a site inspection and you go to the ballroom they're going to use and you walk in, everything's turned off. And so frantically, the salesperson hits the walls with their hands. They open their flashlight or their phone, their iPhone. They're looking like one, one minute, I, the, the, the light panel's right over here and then they flip on the lights and it's like, there's old chairs. Like there's, you know, nothing, there was no thought put into it. And I think if we want to curate the customer experience, you, you need to take the time to pre do your homework, right? Come prepared. And uh, if you do those things, it makes your job that much easier. Yeah. So something else that I think you do really well, um, this whole show is just me giving you compliments. Like that's all. I, I was like, this is awesome. That's, a, that's the premise. Um, <laughs> but no, something else that I think you all do really well is storytelling. Aside from crafting an experience for the guest, you also storytell really well. And one of my favorite things that you do is the poker chip. So can you tell our listeners what that is and why it's significant? Yeah. So Misty, my wife, and I, when we, we, we agreed with Jimmy and Chip to open Settle Down Easy, we took it as a mission to go out and look for every experience possible, from the smell of the brewery to the appearance of the brewery to the, the consumption experience, what vessel they're using, all the way down to the flight. And we went to hundreds of breweries, and we would go and look at, you know, how, how is the presentation? And then how do we make the presentation better? And it was like, make a better mousetrap. And it would have been easy just for us to get a pan that has like holes in it or, uh, we, we, I mean, everywhere. We looked at all these different breweries. Make and a better mousetrap being the It's kind of like a shark, the mechanism. It's, it's on the, the show Shark Tank. The mechanism to serve flights of beer. Yeah, okay. exactly. It was yeah. all about how do we, how do we improve on the experience of the, the consumption of the beer in the flight? And you can go to a brewery and you can get a pint of beer, but even the thoughtfulness of what vessel that's in needs to be enhanced than just the regular shaker glass that we use in every you know bar in America. And but to go to the flight you you asked about. So after about like sixty five breweries, I I looked at my wife and I said, "How do you organize third graders?" And Misty's a third; she was at the time a third grade. Now she's fifth grade, and she just without hesitation looked at me and she goes, "I just color code everything to make it easier for them to understand where things go or what's up next." And I and like a light bulb went off. And I'm like, we have a 12 tap system. Why don't we use poker chips? She was like, what do you mean? And I said, there's a company that we found that makes poker chips. And I asked them, they have all these different colors. So then I went to Jimmy and Chip and I said, what if we use um, clipboards and we make every beer a color and that color is, is tied to the poker chip. So when the customer comes in, uh, often when you go to have a flight, you get a piece of paper um, or they'll be on the side of the flight box. They'll use chalk. And they'll write like number one, two, three, or four. So you can like count, I'm having this beer. Uh, but I remember I went, I don't know what brewery it was, but it was on a piece of paper, like a dry erase paper. And I was walking back to give the beer to Misty and I smudged through number three and four. And she's like, well, what's three and four? And I'm like, honey, there were like 15 beers on tap. I, I asked for two IPAs. They're both the IPAs, I think. And she's like, well, I want to know which ones they are. And then, you know, we get back up and look and there's a line. And she's like, well, I don't want to wait in line to ask what number four was that my husband ordered. So that, it just made it simplified. And so when you come to Settle Down Easy, you pick either the beer style or what color, and we put it in a, a flight board, and a poker chip is delineated for each beer. But take it, take it a level further, right? It's always, how do you even do better than that? Which is impressive by itself. My brother was an avid poker, poker player. He loved Texas Hold'em, where at the BFW, he would host uh, tournaments of Texas Hold'em. 
and they would play for charities. And it just, it, it, it tied everything in to pay homage to my little brother with his passion for poker, as well as serving as another, but then it, it layers a story. So I can share that story with people that endears them to, wow, you, you not only thought of a serving mechanism to help your customers, but it's again, paying homage to your younger brother. So it just, we've done that over a couple different pieces in the brewery um, that I'm really proud of. And then, it, and, and it is a really, really beautiful story, but I like even further the way you've designed the chip. It's branded. And you, whenever you own an establishment, no matter what it is, you have to plan for people to steal things because people are garbage. They will steal everything. I know we're trying to like craft the experience for the guests, but like, let's be real. I've seen people steal the most ridiculous shit, but I digress. You have to plan for people stealing. So immediately in my head, I'm like, oh, this is a cool poker chip. People are going to steal this. You branded it. So it's like a little like calling card or a, or a slightly more expensive business card. I mean, it, it's like every single aspect you were like, oh yeah, this is going to walk away, but is that the worst thing? Yeah. It, it, that that kind of came from, uh, and it was a conversation. I think it was, there's a seafood company in the area where they had the crab crackers. And it's like, I stole this from, I think it's Joe's Crab Shack. And it, it's like a whole joke where they, they know people are going to steal the crab cracker, right? And what what is it, like 35 cents? And so it, it, the, same, the same thing was when our friends at Caboose, I, I went and brought him a poker chip, an orange one. And he's like, you know, these are going to walk out the door. And I'm like, for 38 cents, let them. Because this is just, it's going to fall out of someone's pocket. And it's it's going to go onto a golf course. And it's going to be someone's ball marker. And the, the foursome's going to say, where did you get that? So um, <laughs> it was just a serendipity uh, to have such a... That I mean, we thought about that, like letting it go out the door. But here's the cool thing. We have boxes and boxes of all these poker chips. And as many as you think, they really don't go out the door. We sell them for a dollar a chip or you can get all 12 for $10. And yeah, do we have glasses walk out the door? Sure. Do we have poker chips walk out the door? Sure. It, the, the theft of the poker chip hasn't been as bad as we thought three years fun. ago. I haven't, had, okay. I haven't had a reorder, put it that way. Oh, okay. All right. That's encouraging. Yeah. All right. People, I'm People sorry. I'm sorry my previous outburst. You're not all garbage. Uh, don't steal server pens. You know, that's my PSA. Well, Frank, thank you so much for taking the time today. I really appreciate it. It was an honor. Really happy to be here. And uh, feel free to check out uh, Settle Down Easy in Falls Church, Virginia. We always have new beers on tap. We're doing a, a special event for the Super Bowl this Sunday. We're doing an event on um, the 20th, on Sunday the 20th, with Preservation Biscuit Company. We're doing a, uh, a crepe charity benefit for the Tenor Hill Music Festival. And then uh, March Madness is on St. Patrick's Day, uh, Thursday, March 17th. A lot of activities and festivities going on at the brewery. Awesome. Well, yeah, definitely, definitely check out the brewery. It's a, it's a fantastic space. The beer, I mean, we, we just talked about your space, the beer at the end of the day, the beer is excellent. The beer is really good. That's like, you know, the whole point why you go to a brewery, <laughs> Yeah, um, right. <laughs> but it is really great. And a, a small note on the beer. Um, it's encouraging to see so many different styles. Um, I think a lot of times you see, you know, a whole lineup of beer and it's like double IPA, double IP, hazy, double hazy, hazy, double pastry, pastry stout. And no, you guys have really uh, great, fun styles. Um, you know, your Kolsch is delicious. You had a Roush beer when I was there. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a great, it's a great place and uh, really well done. Really well done. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, well, Thank you all for listening. Uh, please reach out if you have any questions, comments, concerns at Beer Me Radio on Instagram, beermeradio at gmail.com on email. Uh, please like, subscribe, give all the stars anywhere you listen to podcasts, and we will catch you next time. Cheers. Cheers.